Information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure. Hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome back to the Battle Mountain Podcast. Uh, really excited to have Henry Ferguson on the other end of the line. Henry, how's it going today? It's going good, Zach. How are you? Oh, I I can't complain. Nobody listens or they or they don't want to talk to me more for complaining too much. <laughs> There you go. There's yeah. Truth in that. Oh man, isn't there? Isn't there? So, yeah. uh, you know, Henry and I have been uh, discussing doing a podcast for a little while, and and we finally got our schedules lined out. And we thought it'd be kind of fun to to do a podcast about you know getting our kids involved in hunting with family and and all that kind of stuff because we both agreed that a, you know a solo hunt is fun um and 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 they're probably necessary if if we're being honest you know they kind of it's kind of like a, you go grind it out and it kind of soothes the soul a little bit but I, you know I would trade every single one of my solo hunts these days for my wife or my kids or whatever else to be there with me I'm with you and you know Zach it, it's kind of funny I mean like like you just said those solo hunts and hunting with your buddies where you know you can just go as hard as you want you can you can go anywhere you want you can make it one thousand percent about getting the biggest animal on the mountain that's awesome and i mean truthfully i live for that but finding out that there's another level to this and seeing you know experiencing it all over again all those new hunter feelings all those emotions that come along with, you know, with your first hunt or with your second hunt or your first deer hunt or your first buck tag or whatever, you know, it just, it's just different. And being able to see that through your wife's eyes or your kid's eyes is, is just unmatched. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. It's almost, it's kind of a game changer in my opinion. It's, uh, it's just it's uh it's crazy you know i I remember uh a time and i've told the story a bunch so if everybody's heard it you'll just have to just have to excuse me but it's something that i'll never forget (laughs) you know uh when my son was literally sitting on my shoulders when i shot a cow elk and you know i shot it we walked up there his eyes are as big around as half dollars he looks at me and he goes can i pet it and i was like well yeah but it's it's definitely not gonna (laughs) run away but just just the you know him and watching him as he experienced it all for the very first time was just it's something that i'll never forget you know yeah so how old was your son on that hunt he was two years old He's two. That's awesome. Yeah. So my son's first hunt, I, I mean, a little bit about, about our family. I mean, I was raised in the out. I was raised by primarily by my mom, but I mean, my dad, when I was with him, we were, we did outdoor stuff. You know, we went hunting, we went fishing. And I mean, I just, I loved it thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh-huh. And my wife was not raised in an outdoor family. I mean, they, you know, they went camping once every year or two. And that was, that was the outdoors for her. And, you know, an amazing family, but it just wasn't really centered around the outdoors. Right. And so when, when we got married and I decided, you know, man, I got to get back out there. I've been fishing a lot and stuff, you know, so I was always outdoors, but 
I just decided, man, I, I'm, I'm missing something in my life and that's it. And so I, I jumped back into archery again and got back out there. And so years later we had our first kid and, um, and Kyle and well, our, our only kid. So first kid, last kid, we got it all right there in one. There you go. And Either that or you learned really fast. <laughs> yeah. So, so he's 15 now, but when we live, uh, we live pretty close to a state park and there's deer out there all the time. And so when he was a little baby, I mean, we'd take him for drives on the dirt roads and that always helped him get his nap. And so I was out driving him around for a nap one day. And apparently I had pointed out deer to him enough that his first word literally was deer. <laughs> that is so I cool. Mean, we're out. Oh yeah, man. I mean, you talk about proud dad moment. That was, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that. No. He's looking out there out the window and he goes, D D. What is he talking about? I look over and he's pointing aggressively at these deer on the side of the road. And I'm like, oh, so that was, you know, so Kyle has been raised where that's always been a part of his life. Yeah. And I think, I think that's important because we, you know, we build so many of those habits when we're really young. And that's, that's exactly what we wanted him to be building good positive habits and that was that was our best way of going about it you know it was just getting him outside and he's been in you know he's been going for hikes checking trail cameras or going glassing or whatever you know and, and backpacks with me since he was old enough to fit in a backpack and go for a hike with me yeah <laughs> yeah so that's so cool yeah it's it, and it's just the little things you know it's, it's things that you're never going to forget um, cause even, uh, <laughs> when my, my now he just turned two at the end of December, uh, he, when he was growing up, I, I used to hold him up in the air and let him touch the deer shoulder mounts. I mean, we don't have a lot of, we have two, yeah. you know, but, yeah. and <laughs> I used to give my wife all sorts of heck. Cause it's like his first words are going to be deer, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and thank goodness his first word was mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, thank God for me, right? Because <laughs> she probably would have divorced me. Um, but uh, it was so funny. I would say, hey, buddy, where's the deer? And he would look up at those shoulder mounts and point, you know. That's and awesome. uh, it was it was kind of like your story, you know. But I don't know. I just I just hit a certain point where – like you said, there's there's a hundred two a year where I where or maybe even more that I go all in, right? And yeah. and it is about most challenging. Maybe not even shooting the biggest animal, but a very hard hunt, um, typically. And then there's the hunts where it's just I, I just want nothing more than to have my boys and my wife and my family with me and. I truly don't. I, I mean, yeah, if we shoot something cool, they seem to be a lot more excited when we shoot something. But well, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. It's just uh, so. So tell me about you know one of your one of your guys' first hunts that you went on where he was you know able to to walk along and go with you and oh, experience man. it with you. So one of our first one of the first hunts that I really remember was he was in kindergarten. And Labor Day weekend, they came out to, to camp with me and my buddy, Tim. And we just so happened, I shot a cow elk. 
Awesome. So we ran back to camp and we weren't too terribly far from camp. So we ran back to camp, emptied out our packs and stuff, you know, and got Kyle and he came back out there with me. And much like your son, he's like, you know, can, can I, can I touch it? I'm like, absolutely. So he's, you know, he's feeling the hide and he goes, wow, it's so cool. I mean, it's, it's just awesome. And yeah. So we're, we're, Tim and I are getting to work on it and he goes, dad, 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 can, can I touch the eye? <laughs> Better than touching your own eye. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it. <laughs> so, so we, we're, uh, we're quartering this thing up and he's, he's just, you know, full of questions and, you know, it, it's, it's kind of funny because, Hey, the kid's eating elk his whole life. He knows what it knows what they taste like and knows that this is where his meat comes from. But most of the meat we eat in our house anyway, is coming from, you know, deer and elk. Right. And he, uh, we get to the, to the back, to the hind quarters, we're taking that off. And I said, and so I had him come over and feel that, that hip socket, you know, uh-huh. both sides of that. And he goes, Whoa. And he's just marveling at this. And the whole process was just cool to him, you know, and right. We, loaded it up in the packs and carried it on out and got it back to the truck and back to camp. And, um, we're in like a couple of weeks later, we're in our very first parent teacher conference with his fresh out of college kindergarten teacher. <laughs> and she's and keep in mind my first, mine and my wife's first parent teacher conference. Right. Right. And she says, we just love having Kyle in our class. He just, I've, I've just never seen a kid with such a vivid and active imagination. And the stories he tells are just, I mean, the details are just amazing. And I, I like, like what? <laughs> and she goes, well, he told us this story about how he went elk hunting. And I mean, he touched an elk's eyeball and was telling us like how smooth the hip socket was. And my wife is elbowing me under the table, you know, and she goes, care to take this one, dad? <laughs> so, so, but, but it turned into a really funny experience because, so I, I said, you know, Hey, obviously this is, so there's a lot of that story that was based in fact <laughs> and the real life experience. So anyway, I sent Kyle in the next day with, with some jerky. I asked her, I said, Hey, would you like to try some of it? You know, would you like some jerky or something? She goes, Oh, I'd love to try some jerky. So all through school, all those teachers are all addicted to jerky. Now. <laughs> Every time they see me, they expect it. But it was it was funny because this was a, a girl who had, had zero experience with hunting. Right. She'd had zero, you know, that had just never been a part of her life. So when I, when we kind of introduced her to it in that way, she just loved it. And it was, it was just a really positive experience. So it was kind of cool. And I mean, he's had so many other experiences like that of, you know, taking in like sliced up brats and stuff for snack for like parties at school and stuff that we just take up and, you know, just dip them in a little barbecue sauce with a toothpick and everybody gets to, gets to try it. Yeah. Those kind of things, you know, it's a, it's a, a cool way for one of their peers to introduce them to something that they just don't know anything about. Right. 
and I think that's that's a that's a a big key point right there is they probably don't know anything about it, right? It's yeah. not it's yeah. not that they are. Oh my gosh, what did you just say? You don't be talking like that. It's it's not really like that. It's more because um, my son, my older son he's kind of he's kind of the same way where he draws pictures or whatever else of dad and him hunting in school (laughs) and you know he goes to a really small or small school in wyoming uh which is there it's probably nothing like a large school might be i would assume (laughs) um so that's a plus but still it's like man Buddy, we could, gotta be gotta be a little careful here. <laughs> we can't just well, yeah. You never know where the teacher stands, but the fact is, it doesn't really matter where they stand. You know, if you if you have a positive influence on it, right? It can it can you know it can help things. It can change. Hey, maybe it changes a vote down the road. You yeah. know, I mean we we just lost here in Colorado. We're we're reintroducing wolves, and it was a it was a very very close election. I mean, it was a very close vote every vote mattered and you know now i'm sitting here wishing i'd maybe had done a little bit more <laughs> right but you know i mean hey we all kind of operate in our own sphere of influence and do the best we can but yeah yeah it's just yeah so with with you when you when you realized that he was showing interest um in actually going because i you know as you know uh, yeah. I, I think it's different when when a kid is interested in kind of seeing about it and interested in actually loading up a backpack and walking with you and going. Um, I I feel like it's kind of two different levels of interest. Um, when you when you realize that Kyle wanted to actually you know take a backpack and go with. Um, you know, what kind of steps did you take from there to, to make sure that he, that his interest continued to grow as opposed to kind of making him get burnt out? You know what, that's, that's a terrific question because if, if I just took him on a full bore, Hey, archery season's 30 days long. We're going to be out there 20 plus days, (laughs) you know, everything in small doses but i honestly i learned a lot watching my friend isaac aliman uh from utah he has a son that is like five years older than my son and i just kind of watched what they were doing and he they were having fun and i mean it i mean my attitude is i'm not gonna do something like that if it's not fun so i made it as fun for him as i possibly could i mean i we went out there he had his own elk bugle and we'd go to places that weren't necessarily my a spots because i'd let him rip out a bugle i'd let him sit there and rake on trees and just you know have fun with it and i it was it was just that it was fun i mean we went out on evening hunts or morning hunts you know where i'd wake him up at four in the morning and we'd leave camp and hike in the dark a little ways, you know, and just kind of make it an adventure and have some fun. And, but, you know, be back, at, back at camp for a good lunch and, you know, so you could rest up and stuff, but yeah, just made it fun. I mean, made it fun and, you know, made sure he was one of the most important things. I think you have to take them somewhere where they're going to see animals. Even if it's not the animal you're hunting, 
even if you're on an elk hunt and he's bugling and you're seeing does, you're seeing animals. If right. you're just walking around in some desolate wasteland where there's nothing and, you know, with low, low animal densities, it's not likely to be all that much fun for them. So again, you've just, you've got to let them experience success. You know, it's like, it's like teaching somebody how to shoot a bow. Right. You're not going to put them on a Vegas target and say, all right, let's start counting baby X's. No, you're going to put them on a big 122 centimeter target and say, see that gold spot down there that that's the size of a dinner plate. Let's try to hit that. You know, you got to let them experience success and taste that success. And that, and it, it just, it builds, you know, it builds that love into them a little bit, a little bit more, more easily in my opinion. Yeah. I don't even even know if more easily is an accepted term, but there it goes. It is right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause I agree. I think, I think, uh, as, as you know, um, the hunts with the, you know, the hunts that you've been on or the hunts that I've been on, there are some hunts you go on and, uh, you're lucky if you see one or two animals in six days, you know, and, and yeah. that just do, yeah. do the sheer herd numbers or whatever else. Um, hey, I might- grew up hunting deer in Northeast Arizona. Trust me. It was a, <laughs> it was tough, man. I hunted my first rifle tag. I shot a spike. And I also shot the only buck I saw the entire hunt in like nine days of hunting. So, I mean, it was, you know, it was a hard earned trophy for me. And I still look back at that spike and I I have these great memories of how hard I worked and finally came through on literally the last day of the season. I saw the first buck of the hunt and shot it. It was awesome. Right. But, you know, I was already an outdoorsman. I, I, I was... I wasn't going to stop. I wasn't going to quit hunting because I didn't experience success. I, yeah. It was already part of me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I grew up hunting in areas where they had to be, I think it was four points or better. Um, oh, yeah. You know, in, in portions of Wyoming back then, and and I'm not that I'm super old, but that was still, uh, gosh, eight years ago <laughs> you know yeah. when i was first going and and those units then were i think four points or better and we saw bucks but we couldn't shoot them yeah you know so um i was and like you though i was already there i was already i love hunting you know what yeah. i mean there it wasn't was already part of exactly you. i i rode it i was two years old when i rode in the saddle panniers up to the top of the mountain to help my dad take out That's an elk so cool. there's no helping that i did obviously but i was there to experience it right and absolutely and, and so and it was always there it does it, it means uh and probably much like you're finding uh, Especially if I have my boys with me, uh, a legal animal had better watch out. Like, <laughs> yeah. If I'm being so, honest, like just watch out because I will fling arrows. <laughs> the last weekend of the 2018 season, he happened to have that Friday off of school. So he came out. We left Thursday after school and went out and just bombed out and, like, and told, told my wife, hey, see you Sunday when we run out of days and (laughs) that was, that was it. You know, it was, it was over that. And dude, we stocked does. We stocked, we put a, we put a textbook stock on an empty bed 
because the buck moved on us during the stock. And I mean, it was just, you know, we had a blast. And then ultimately we, uh, the second to last day of the season, that Saturday, we spotted a real good buck and it's one that I, I'd been looking at all, all summer. And just as it turns out, he was a seven and a half year old buck, but he was out for the first time all season. He was out by himself. Ah, and, and I'm like, you know what, Kyle, if that buck stays on this side of the hill, instead of going on the other side of the hill where all of his buddies are, we've got a decent shot at this. And I mean, he, he was 12. So he was about to have his first tag. You know, he'd been on a, on a rifle hunt with, with my wife where she <laughs> shot a nice buck and been on a rifle elk hunt where she shot a nice ball. I don't know why my wife shoots all the big animals, but anyway, that's not important. Um, but this was, you know, this, he was about to have his first and had his first tag in his pocket for a season that, that was the next month. But um, we snuck in, snuck in in our socks, man. And just, it was textbook. We got into 30, like 32, 33 yards. I, I had him peek over the rocks and I'm like, he's right down there. And he peeks over and he goes, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I drew back, shot the buck. And, I mean, we watched him. He took like seven bounds down the hill and got the jelly legs and flipped over backwards. Uh, and, I mean, I looked over at him. And like you said with your son, I mean, his eyes were just like. <gasps> <laughs> Did that just goes, happen? And he goes, Dad. That was the coolest thing I have ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> we just snuck into 30 yards and you shot it with a bow and he died right there. And, <laughs> I'm like, and it was, I mean, truly awesome. And that later that hunt, I mean, he, he hauled out a big part of that buck in his backpack, you know, 12 year old punk kid who just, it, it was, it was awesome. You could not, you just couldn't beat it. Right. It, was, it was one of those that you look back on, you're like, yep, that's a day that we'll remember forever. Yeah. So. And, and not only that, the amount of stuff that he learned along the way, you oh, know, yeah. learning when when to move quick, quickly and when not to, how to utilize that yeah. ridge line. Like so many things came into play there. Totally. That he learned and you and monitoring the wind and, you it's, know, and just it's just a byproduct of, of being there. Yeah, that exactly right. You can you can learn these things from a book, and I learned a lot of it. You know, as uh, later on, as I got more serious about hunting, I learned a lot of that stuff on the fly, and I learned a lot of it reading, you know, articles and magazines, and you know, Mike Eastman's, David Long's books and stuff. But man, there's a lot of it. You just got to be there. You just got to be on the ground and feel that wind. There's there's no greater teacher for paying attention to the wind than feeling the wind on the back of your neck with a deer forty yards away running away stands up and takes away <laughs> and takes off running. That's a very very effective teacher in my experience. Yeah, and and, so. and on top of that, I mean, because probably like you, I I've had people that are like, well, just tell me what I need to do in this scenario, and yeah. And it's, and it's, it's hard and it's hard. It's almost hard to even explain why it's hard to not just tell someone what to do because like you said, 
I probably hunt differently than you do, Henry. And my well, wife every hunts. Every scenario is different. And, and not only that, yeah, exactly. I and mean, every scenario is different on top of that. So it's like you have a different scenario and a different person. So, yep. of course, they're going to interact and handle that scenario differently. And so it's just like just simply telling somebody how to do something when there's hunting comes down to hunting. It's not really – it's hard. <laughs> yeah. You you have to – I mean, it, it's, it's kind of a – it's kind of like, you know, you're playing a game and each, each move matters. And each move can, can basically determine success or failure. And like you said, and like we just said, you know, every stock being just different enough, man, I've, I've sat there and tried to stand bucks up. Yeah, it doesn't work for me. I, I wait them out. I wait deer out because first of all, it's, it's a lesson in patience that I badly, badly need in my life because <laughs> I'm just not a patient person. And it's, it's like the one time of the year that all exercise patience. And that is just sitting there waiting for that buck to stand up. And Hey, sometimes it goes your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Right. But, and, and truthfully, it, it, I would prefer to shoot him, shoot him bedded. I mean, that's my preferred method because they're not going to jump the string. Right. They're going to stay. They'll take an arrow all that, day long bedded. <laughs> yep. That buck's going to be right there. Whether your arrow hits them or not, that's up to you. But, you know, they're not moving. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to teaching your kids, I, I mean, was your, was your dad really into hunting? I mean, I know we've already discussed he that was, hunting was but, part of but, us, but yeah, there's a difference for sure, you know? And and I went on I went on my first deer hunt with him when I was like seven or eight, and I mean it was I remember you know that was a long friggin' time ago that's like almost forty years ago for me but I remember details and moments of that day, and I mean you know I that's what I wanted to build for my son was those types of memories that here I am forty years later, and I remember moments of that day like it was yesterday right and so that's you know but but my dad passed away when i was pretty young and my my parents are divorced when i was real real young but and he passed away when i was 12 so i mean i i don't know maybe maybe my hunting is uh just you know kind of a connection with that but it's it, it was something that i always wanted that in my life and it, so you know i i sought out different things you know whether it was hunting rabbits and you know i grew up in a little town primarily in northern arizona and we didn't have a lot of wildlife in the area so we'd go out and hunt rabbits or, or hunt coyotes and stuff but um you know that was it was always something that i had that desire to be outside so every chance i got i, I took that then when i discovered archery as a like a 14 year old I mean, you forget it. I was, I was hooked. That was, that was all I wanted to do for about the next, for the better part of the next 40 years. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, you know, and it, it, again, I mean, Hey, my, I, as much as I love archery, 
my son loves hunting with a gun. My wife likes <laughs> my wife stinking show off. She's been on one archery deer hunt in her life and shot a Pope and young buck. <laughs> and she's like, what? Like it's hard. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it kind of is. <laughs> you, you make it look easy, but it is kind of hard. So, right. But, um, you know, and I, as much as I love archery, they love, you know, they don't have the time to devote to it. And I, I totally understand that. And I'm just, I'm more than happy to, you know, I kind of learned how to, how a modern rifle works recently. And that's been a, a fun adventure for us. So right, it's just been me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Cause you know, my, my dad growing up, uh, he was like, like I already said, hunting was always part of me, but as you know, there's a difference between buying just an over the counter elk tag in your home state, going, killing that animal, filling the freezer and being done. And then, picking up the bow and hunting multiple states a year and all that stuff. Like there's a difference obviously. For and, sure. um, I, you know, so I, I'm, I'm excited for, for my boys cause they both show the want and the desire to do it. Like I do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's exciting to see, you know, yeah, <clears throat> One of the um, one of the things that that's been a lot of uh, that I would give is a little bit of advice for dads, you know, who are wanting to moms or dads who are wanting to get their kids involved with this or their spouse involved with this. I I'm not terribly disappointed that they don't bow hunt because it allows me archery season to go out and get those adventure, you know, those those high, high intensity hunts in that where I'm just going nonstop. I'm, I'm busting my butt. I've got a goal in mind and I'm working hard to accomplish it. Right. And then, you know, I, I try to set them up on different rifle hunts so we can go out there and we're focused on one. We're focused because my son's first tag that he ever had, he had a cow elk tag. Well, my wife had a rifle deer tag and opening morning, we saw a great buck. We saw yeah. a real nice buck. And my wife said, no, nah, I, I don't, I don't want to shoot and scare away the elk. Cause I had a big herd of elk, you know, that kept coming into this area and little did we know the elk ghosted us that day. So we didn't see any elk, but I mean, you know, just having them focused and us, you know, me being focused on them having success is just, you know, it's, it's just ideal. You, you've got to make their hunt the priority. And by me already having my archery hunt out of the way, I can do that. So, right. you know, it allows me to go out and be a little selfish and then come back and, and just be totally focused on, on their success in a hunt. We're not, we're not competing for the shooting sticks to see who's going to pop that elk first you know (laughs) that's a great that's a great point i'm way faster at getting set up so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's all over i mean let's be honest we can race if you want to but i'm going to win (laughs) yeah i've been described as deceptively fast (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think yeah. I think that is a great point. Um, 
because it, like you say if if you're going out and the goal is to shoot two animals um it it just it almost gets clouded right it does uh, and not it even does. intentionally i mean let's nope. be honest cuz it much, just pulls you in too many different directions exactly exactly cuz yeah. i mean uh, honestly if i went out with my boy I would be, even if it was a 200 inch deer, I would be hard pressed to not say, yeah, you shoot it, buddy. I, I truly would. Oh my gosh, even yeah. if we both yeah. had tags, but at the same point, it, it would also be kind of like, man, if I let him shoot a 200 inch deer now, it, it might just ruin him. <laughs> well, and there's, there's a lot of truth in that statement. First of all, I could stand being ruined. I, I still don't have a 200-inch deer. So right, be, me neither. <laughs> I would probably knock him over to get that shot myself. But that's – maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud. But there it is. It's out there. Um, he knows that. And But his first – you know, his first hunt was a cow elk. And on, gosh dang, like day four or five of busting our butts – we finally found a herd in the right spot and we had some real close calls leading up to it. Had a few different encounters that we just, for a couple different reasons, we couldn't make it happen. It was too late. It was too fast. It was, you know, and I mean, I, I was stressed, man. I'm like, man, there's just no way we can't get out of this without a good legit opportunity. And finally, you know, after several days of working hard, that opportunity came and i i mean you talk about proud dad moments i mean him saying deer is his first word pales in comparison to him getting up there settling that scope in and making a perfect shot and just dropping that cow you know i mean it was it was it was everything you could ask for in a hunt and i mean it but I, I, it was it was a perfect hunt in my opinion because first of all he'd had those four or five days of you know really busting his butt hiking up and down the mountains and you know putting in putting in the work to get the reward uh-huh. and you know had had we gone out opening morning and he shot a cow and he's like man that was so cool yeah that is cool but having you know having to see that this is what is involved to find success and because it, you you can use hunting as like a microcosm for the rest of your life of hey if you work hard at something and you continue working hard at something even after you're not having success at it when it does finally come together it just means so much more and i mean you know not much in our lives come without hard work and that's what that's one of the lessons that i love about hunting i mean it's you know hey that that deer that he and i snuck into 30 yards on and shot that was the second to last day of the season i mean that could have just as easily happened on day one but the fact that it happened on the second to last day of the season it just meant so much that it doesn't matter when if you keep putting yourself out there and putting yourself in the opportunity and the position to have success, it can come at any moment. Right. And that's, that's what I love about hunting is, you know, there are sure there are pieces of it that, that, you know, they, it doesn't always come together for us, but man, you know, get out there, get to work, figure it out. 
And then once you figure out how to do it, they all become a little easier after that. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and I think, you know, I, I think uh, one one thing is for sure is, uh, you know, going out and and as best as you can, not making it miserable. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes the conditions are against you. That's all there is to it. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's too dry. It's too rainy. It's too, you know, but just try to minimize those, especially for new young hunters. You don't want to, you don't want to make it a suck fest. They right. Don't, they don't understand that that's part of the process yet. Yep. And I can tell you, you know, if, if it does start getting crappy weather or whatever else, if you just, rather than go, 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 like most of us would in that scenario to get on a glassing point. So when it breaks or whatever else, but if you take a small amount of time, 20, 30 minutes and you light a fire and you let them have, maybe brought them some hot chocolate or something, their day is turned around instantly and they're ready. They, they, They will then, it'll surprise you as you know, Henry, they'll then be ready. Let's go tackle. Let's go walk in the rain. And yep. That's it. Why you rocking in the rain? Step in the puddles, have some fun, laugh a little, and uh, you'll look back on that hunt. and And those are the things you'll remember, whether you shoot something or not. Yep, that's exactly right. And I, I mean, I it, you say those, you say that, and it just brings back so many different memories, different times, <laughs> different you know, different hunts I've been on with him. That I, I mean, I I know for years he thought I was a terrible hunter because. I'm a bow hunter and he'd go out with me over and over and over and we'd never kill anything. Oh yeah. You know, but, uh, <laughs> he, he went on me, he went with me on an antelope hunt and it was, we went out opening day and he looked at, he looked at his Fitbit at the end of the day and he had, or no, no, I looked at mine at the end of the day and I had like 31,000 steps. <laughs> And then I looked at my kid who was in the hotel pool thrashing around and having the time of his life. And I'm sitting there thinking he had to have gone at least 40,000 steps. Right. And could not wait for day two. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was having the time of his life, but that was well into, you know, I mean, he was probably eight or nine at that point. Right. So he'd had, he'd had enough fun hunts that he knew that success could be just right around the corner. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. And, and, and that's, that is, that all comes with, um, like you mentioned, it comes with the learning process. If the first couple hunts they go on, they see lots, even if you don't shoot something, they see lots, you're, you're the likelihood of them going again is great. And then as the progression and in their interest grows, they just start to realize much like we do, right. You're not going to shoot something every time you go out there, um, yeah. and then it's then it's not near as big of a deal um, to them is is definitely what I've found. And I I think one other thing, um, you know, the 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 whole you're not going to shoot something every time you go out. I took my son on a lot of scouting trips with me too, whether it was day trips, camping, whatever, you know. And we we'd go out and we'd put in some miles. Again, you just having him get involved with finding deer and seeing deer and learning a new spot or finding a little water hole and 
you know, then carrying a mud soaked kid back to the truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, having to come up with, a, you know, some stories for mom. But, uh, I mean, that's all, it's all part of the process, all part of that experience. And I, I mean, it, again, it lets them understand that sometimes it's not just the hunt. Sometimes it's just being out there and experiencing and learning a new spot and seeing what's over that next hill, over that next ridge, you know? Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I can tell you that taking my boys helps me not take the little things for granted. Totally. Yes. It blows me away. (laughs) Again, seeing, seeing all these things again through somebody else's eyes, who's seen it for the first time. Oh man, it's awesome. You know, whether it's, getting out of the tent in the morning and seeing the sunrise, you know, and sitting there and having, you know, having breakfast and watching the sunrise. It, it's awesome. It, it, I, there's so many of those sunrises that I'm, I'm sitting there feeling it warming my back, but I'm not looking back. I'm not even glancing back there. Cause I'm focused on finding the buck I'm looking for in the, in the basin down below me, you know, and he, he doesn't, he stops and, looks and takes that stuff all in and it's it's just cool to you know it's cool to see somebody who can appreciate beauty too and i i don't know i i, I do it so uh, i do admit i get lost in you know trying to be successful from time to time and oh 100 lose sight of that <laughs> oh 100 percent. i uh one time that that i really remember is my son was four we were walking in for a three-day, two-night backpacking trip for elk. And he, I, I'm just walking because it's just like you. And when it's time to just get to where we're going, I'm just walking. I'm just trying to get there. Yeah. Get, you know, yep. especially when, you, as you know, we, much like I, when you have a kid, it's like, man, I got all this extra crap. I just want to get there and get it off <laughs> my back. <laughs> and uh, I remember him going, dad, dad, stop, stop. Look at this, look at this. And I'm thinking, what on earth could it be? And I what will now? never forget this. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't say caterpillar yet. And <laughs> and he goes, Dad, look at this caterpillar. And that I I think about that all the time, you know, like I I will never forget that. As oh, simple as yeah. that is, I, I just you know, wow. We caught a lizard one time <laughs> when he went out scouting with me and Every time after that, he was probably four or something when we did. And every time after that, scouting trips became lizard hunts. <laughs> and so, I mean, you know, hey, I'd, I'd be up there at first light looking for deer. And as soon as they went to bed, the lizards were out and the rest of the day was planned. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, that is yeah, so cool. kind of funny. Yeah. It's but, just, like I say, just it's crazy how those little things that, you just glance over, you know, you just, yep. you don't, you just don't worry about them. Cause not, in, not really intentionally. You just, as you, you're just focused, I guess is probably the best way to put yep. it. And, uh, yep. I know. do get hyper-focused on the task at hand. And then, you know, I, it, it's just, it's, it's been a lot of fun to have somebody distract you in the most creative and hilarious ways Yep. that, 
just changes the whole changes the whole attitude and the whole scope of the scouting trips you know yes 100 percent 100 percent well i you know i i think that uh, uh, to wrap up the podcast basically what henry and i are saying is to take your kids um realize that it's gonna blow stocks um but you'll look back and you'll remember the good times and not the blown stocks. I promise you. Totally, totally right. I, 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 you say that and I, again, I just sit here and I replay all these little blown stocks in my head and that, and how much we laughed at the end of them, Right. you know, from making stupid mistakes and, you know, Hey Kyle, did you step on every pine cone? <laughs> this trip or just most of them because no, I think I got them all dad. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it was, they're just fun. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great memories and I wouldn't trade them for the world. Nope. Me neither. Well, Henry, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out today uh, to hop on the podcast. Times, Zach, it's always a struggle for me to sit down and talk about hunting and archery those are just two things that you know most of my conversations end up going back to those anyway so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i just i don't know i mean obviously you have a life so um i do i, I appreciate you uh taking the time my out pleasure. so the listeners can tune in and and uh yeah we'll have to we'll have to chat again about something else i'd, I'd really enjoy that. that anytime all right anytime, thanks so much Jack. henry all right take care bye bye